Welcome to SIDCast, a podcasting resource dedicated to telling stories and sharing the experiences of the sports information and athletic communications profession. My name is David Gibson. If you could, before you get any further into today's episode, go to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get this podcast, leave us a rating and a review. It only takes a few minutes and it allows for the show to grow uh, as we expand upon our listenership, our fan base and as well as telling the SID story. So, uh, also, be sure to go ahead and go over to Twitter and Facebook. Give us a follow at SportsInfoCast on both of those platforms as well. And without further ado, let's get into today's episode. So we get around to having James Hayek on the podcast. Um, I met James two years ago when we were in Orlando. Um, he was with Sterling Randall, who, who um, many of you know were on the show uh, last week. So it was only fitting to have James on. Uh, I met him when he was at Nebraska, though, and um, kind of introduced me to what he was doing. And then I saw this past summer, uh, August, he'll talk about uh, being just so abruptly thrown into the fire a little bit. Um, as he got his new job at Wyoming, as in the digital, the social, the digital realm, um, kind of fit for me to talk to him a little bit. Uh, if, if you don't know what's going on with me, go over to my Twitter, D Gibson Digital, is my uh, new Twitter handle. Um, so yeah, that that gives you a chance to connect with me. And then we'll also talk a little bit with James. The transition from being an SID to digital, he works more with the social accounts now. Um, we'll talk about. Working with high-profile players, uh, obviously he was not there during the Josh Allen time, but um, the marketing and the things like that, that that kind of go with him in his new role now, how he's preparing for the draft today, tonight, actually, as, as you're hearing this. Um, and then I think they got a guy going over the next couple of days or a couple guys going over the next couple of days. So uh, we'll talk about that. We will also talk about being an athlete. And, and many of you that who do not know, um, James did play for Weber State from like 2010 to 2015. He did play two years with Damian Lillard. Uh, we talk about does his communications role, his storytelling role, anything like that with his job ever kind of change because of the pro- high-profile high players that he played with and work with. Um, as far as student-athletes are concerned, we'll also uh, talk about that Oklahoma State and um, – Oklahoma State, Oklahoma City, and Portland Trailblazers uh, finish as Damian Lillard is ice cold and sank the uh, last second shot to clinch the series. So uh, we'll talk about that and more on this episode of SID Cast number 118 with James Hayek of the Wyoming Cowboys. And we'll talk about uh, the transition out to Laramie, Wyoming, right here on SID Cast. You know, it's been it's been good. It's been uh, like you said, it's been a little bit of a whirlwind. Um, I started uh, my job in um, August, um, actually, like the week of our first football game. And so um, it was definitely kind of a quick learning curve. I was kind of, you know, thrown in the fire, but um, I, I learned a lot um, kind of my first football season. And it's been great. It's been uh it's been, like I said, a, a real big learning curve and, and, and a process um, 
just trying to get to where we are right now. But I feel like it's been good, and I've uh, I've really enjoyed my first nine months here. Yeah, I'd say so. I think we were just talking a little bit about how important it is. Maybe not not so much important. Maybe, well, for some things like a trial by fire, um, how good that can be for some people, right? For sure, and and I think like basically kind of my career in this business has has been a little bit like that. Yeah. Um, I, I started out um, at Nebraska and and I was kind of in a similar situation, obviously, to, you know, very um, when I was a grad student, kind of a, a lot smaller level. But um, w- when you're just kind of handed the keys to the car and just told to drive, you're you don't really have a option other than learning how to drive. So um, I've learned a lot that way. And, and I know that it's been really beneficial for me and, um, you know, not necessarily having as much, you know, guidance on some things and being looked to for answers. And, you know, you might not always know the answers, but uh, having a way to come up with those um, answers is, is, is something I've had to learn. And I feel like that's really benefited me in my career. Yeah, you, you're just getting, I mean, you're just getting started. I, I don't think, I would hope that not everybody would look, be like, James has to know everything. You know, because that might be a little bit of an unrealistic expectation this early on. I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So I think I've talked to a lot of people who get started that way in sports info. Uh, by basically, the trial by fire. That was how I was just telling you. That's how I got started. Mm-hmm. And if people don't know the story, um, I had a stress fractures up and down both of my legs. So I couldn't run. I was on the track team. Couldn't run. And this guy comes into my class, my sport intro to sport management class. And he's like, I need help tweeting during games. And I was like, well, hell. I can tweet during games. That's no big deal. I'll get paid to tweet during games. So I, I went in there and I said, I can work. And uh, he looks at me and um, he's like, I like your voice. You're on volleyball tonight. I was like, that, yeah, just, just, just great. That that's an indoctrination by fire. So I, I don't know. It could be good in some ways, bad in other ways. You wouldn't want to have certain situations learning like that but like you kind of mentioned um just getting started in in wyoming uh you came from nebraska um and i know that at nebraska and lincoln the game day in that town quite the different experience than what i'm sure from what you got now in laramie but so was there any sort of culture shock in your move i mean what's the kind of differences like in the two departments yeah so so just kind of you know the obvious, um, going from the Big Ten to the Mountain West, um, it's just, just, just the level is a little bit different. Um, you know, maybe not as much resources, um, not as much um, kind of devoted to um, different areas. When I was um, at Nebraska, you know, most of our most of our SIDs would have um, one, maybe two sports. Um, here at Wyoming, pretty much everybody has at least two, mm-hmm. um, sometimes three, four sports. So. Um, that that's kind of been a little bit different. Um, and, and like you said, just, just the kind of, you know, Nebraska football is, um, that's, <laughs> that's something that's no matter where you go in the state, um, you, you're going to see Nebraska flag flying. You, you could be in the, you know, Northwest corner of the state, you know, as far away from Lincoln as possible. And, and you're going to find Husker fans. But, um, what's been nice about the transition of Wyoming is, is we're the only four year institution in the state. Yeah. So, so we kind of have the same thing. We just don't have as many people here. Um, the population, um, I, I think the population of Wyoming itself is only about 500,000. Um, the town of Laramie is about 30,000. Um, so it, it's just, you know, we just don't have as many people, um, to, you know, kind of sell our product, market our product to, uh, but the people that we do have are very, very loyal and, um, you know, we have, we have a ton of great fans. Our tailgating scene is awesome. 
uh, no matter the weather in our football games. Uh, we in November we we had a game that was snowing, uh, you know, all, all game, and you know there's still uh, you know quite a few people in the seats. So um, just basically the people mm-hmm. are very similar um, Nebraska and, and Wyoming, I would say. Okay. Well, we just talked a little bit about how you guys start so soon in your job. Uh, like you said, three days out from your first ever football game. I mean, um, so you sat down at your desk the first day. I mean, what was your checklist like? I mean, what was that first month that kind of learning curve for you? You know, David, I don't even really remember. It happened so fast. My head was spinning. Like, I don't really even remember. But um, w- what I'll say is, is my predecessor in my position um, did a really good job of kind of setting things up for me and um, putting me in a good spot. And um, I, you know, I coming from Nebraska, a lot of what I try to do at Nebraska or uh, excuse me, at Wyoming is is kind of model a little bit of after kind of what we did in Nebraska. That was really all that I knew. Um, up until this point. And um, luckily, I had a lot of freedom, um, kind of from day one to just, you know, this is your role, and you can do what you want with it. So that's been really nice to have. And, uh, and, and so I guess getting back to your original question, what was my checklist? Um, basically, just <laughs> figuring out like, you know, what we wanted to do, put together a calendar of, mm-hmm. of you know, so, so I, I guess I could get into a little bit. Um, I, I'm, I'm only social media here at Wyoming. That was I'm actually question. not. Um, yeah. So, so I'm not in charge of a sport from an SID standpoint, mm. uh, which is different than what I was doing at Nebraska. So, so my first month I was just kind of figuring out like, okay, I'm just social now. So here's what we need to, you know, here, here's what I've done in the past. Here's what we've done in the past here at Wyoming. And how can I, you know, put these things together and, you know, kind of do this my own way that can benefit our program. So I had a lot of help that first month um, from from really all our departments. Um, we, we have a great video staff here. We have a great graphic design staff that um, does a great job yeah. um, with our content. Um, our, you know, I, I enjoy looking at, you know, the Skull Sparks and, and, and the other uh, juke trenches, things like that. And um, our, our graphic designers and, and video team is, is highlighted in those, um, on those platforms quite a bit and they do an awesome job. So they've made my life a lot easier and, um, working with our SID staff has been great. Too. This is more of a personal question for me because we are now basically yeah. in the same job, which is exciting. And if you don't, yeah. if anybody doesn't know, go to my Twitter, you'll find out. I'm not going to say it here because I don't know why, but I'm not going to, that gives you, that gives you, that no, gives you, you a chance. You, you should hype yourself up a little bit. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I will be moving to Bloomington, Indiana uh, this summer to um, be a, the assistant, basically a post-grad intern type of thing. But basically the same digital media, social media stuff. Um, and like you said, and I talked to somebody who's there now at Bloomington who is an SID at LSU, and he made the transition. So um, what is that like? I guess I'm trying to find the the right word. I mean, what's the day to day like for you? I mean, what has what has changed yeah. basically from being an SID to being just social now? For sure. So so I definitely had to kind of, I guess, take off the SID hat a little bit and put on a little bit more of kind of a marketing and revenue generation hat. And and not that I right. wasn't doing that before, but um, a lot of what we do here is is kind of you know, it's geared towards, um, you know, selling tickets for football and men's basketball, men's and women's basketball, things like that. So, um, you know, we want to put people in seats. And where I was at Nebraska, like we just, you know, 
football and men's basketball sold out. Football sold out, sold out every game and men's basketball sold out quite a bit. So, so that wasn't necessarily the focus. Um, but here um, it's been, how, how can we create, you know, exciting, engaging content yet still yeah. get people in seats? Um, so, so I've kind of had to put, you know, I, I, I've, I've had to see things a little bit more through um, kind of the marketing lens. I've, I've been, uh, you know, kind of, kind of looking at things that, you know, NACMA had put out and, and things like that maybe wasn't as much on my radar uh, before, but now, you know, I'm kind of a little bit more interested in, in how, how do, you know, other marketing staffs and, and things like that go about their day to day. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Okay. Uh, anything you miss about being an SID to now? So I, I really do like to write, um, you know, and recaps and, and features and things like that. So um, luckily I've, I've had a little bit of a, of a chance to do that. I'm, I'm just not, you know, doing the day to day press releases and um, I'm not working with the media as much um, mm -hmm. in my new role, but I, I do get um, what's nice is I get kind of a, a little bit broader of, of an experience kind of working with the student athletes a little bit more. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, it's extremely it's personal. I've seen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So it's so working with football and, you know, uh, uh, men's women's basketball and, the tennises and the golfs and track and field. So, so you get a, you know, I, I, I guess because I, I don't have one sport, I, I look at it as I'm kind of overseeing the social media for all 17 of our sports, mm -hmm. which is, which has been nice. Yeah. I, I mean, are you going to kind of get back into writing in your own certain way or are you going to let it kind of go by the wayside for you? Yeah, for sure. And, and I've told, I told our, um, our staff when I was hired here, like, you know, I, I kind of see myself as an SID. Like, I really enjoy the writing and the stats and, uh -huh. and things like that. And 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 they, they they've been actually really good about it. And um, I, I wrote, um, you know, I, during football season, I, I do kind of a weekly report, um, our pokes of the pros feature, our, yeah. our you know our Cowboys in the NFL and and things like that. I've I've filled in. It's been nice because I've been able to fill in for um, you know pretty much anybody that's kind of, you know, needed help covering a game, I've been able to, 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 to fill in, you know, writing a recap or um, something like that. So um, I, I've been able to kind of, kind of, you know, keep my, I guess, tools sharp yeah. Um, yeah. from that sense, um, which has been really good. But, but I do, I do kind of see myself like long-term as, as an SID, as a PR person. Um, but having this, the experience that I'm getting in social media has, has really opened up my eyes. And I've, it's been an experience that I didn't have before. And, uh, and, and now, you know, I, I feel like I've really, you know, broadened my skills and, um, and, and done a lot with that, that I'm going to be able to use. In yeah. I, I think, see, I was talking about this with my parents the other day. It's like, just because I'm working in social or digital or something like that, doesn't mean I can't go stat a soccer game every once in a while, you know? Or, or something sure. like that. And like you said, it just keeps the tool sharp. So if anybody's ever thinking about that transition, I mean, there's plenty of benefits to that, as you just said, um, as I mean, at least I think so. I'm sure you think so. so, so no, for sure. I, no, I, I agree yeah. 100%. I yeah. agree so 100%. let's talk. And, and that's, you know, so, sorry, sorry to cut you off. No, but, you know, any, any SID kind of kind of listening to this. It, it's kind of the way the profession is headed, right? Everything's kind of, you know, digital now yeah. and, and not as much, um, you know, w whether it's even just, you know, David, you and I have sat and co-sided, uh, you know, the panels and things like that on how to write bullet, bullet point recaps, oh, yeah. and, uh, you know, listicles as, you know, kind of story ideas and things like that. So, 
so things are things are kind of changing and um how, how can we you know um put our words from a long press release into kind of bite size you know things that are easier to di to digest for a reader so um just kind of having that experience as far as kind of writing some shorter wittier copy um has been good for me and, and I think can only help me hopefully down the road. I like how you mentioned the the kind of evolution of, of the way that SIDs are going. And uh, you just you just mentioned you and I would sit in on, on some stuff about bullet point recaps. I mean, I've, I've switched up my recaps. I take out two or three things. If, if it's like golf or tennis or something, I'll take out two or three things from said match because not every program is good, you know, and how many, how many ways – and the same question, I think I listened to, I used to listen to play by play cast, which is a play by play broadcast podcast back in the day. Mm -hmm. And they asked the UConn women's basketball play by play guy, how many, how many ways can you say we won? You know, and it's kind of, it's kind of the same way for both of the times where you say we win or we lose. Mm -hmm. um, for, I, I still see this because I was looking to change up my track and field recaps. They were like two pages long. We don't have very many qualifiers. We don't have very many national standards in track. We usually get them for cross country, but not track. And I was still looking at the big pro programs and it was still, it was still like I was reading a New York, a long form New York times article mm -hmm. <laughs> and he couldn't get away from it. So, um, I like how you mentioned the benefits of doing that. Um, maybe uh, could you give some tips or maybe some advices on some SIDs out there who might, be kind of reserved on that idea a little bit. I mean, you could give yours and I could give you mine. Yeah, for sure. I, I'd love some advice on this topic too. You know, I'm, I'm, exactly, trying, to, I'm yeah. trying to figure that out myself, but, but you know, and, and this is kind of common sense, but it's also sometimes things that we forget is, is, is really what, what we're trying to do, at least what, what I'm, what I'm trying to do on our social media channels is tell the story, you know, tell, tell the reader everything that they need to know in as little, as few words uh -huh. as possible. Right. So, um, you know, I, I, I even just find myself, you know, cutting out just, just words that don't need to be in there. Um, every now and then I'll look at it and, you know, there's one or two words that I'm like, okay, I don't need that in, in this post. Like I, I can get the same amount of, you know, story that I'm telling in, you know, three or four less words. And sometimes even more than that. So, um, just, just telling the story that, that you have to tell in as few words as possible is, is probably, I guess, like I said, it's mm -hmm. common sense, but sometimes it's, you know, sometimes we don't always remember common sense. Right. Yeah. I think I know for me, what I try and do, especially like I mentioned, our, our cross country program is spectacular. They're amazing. Uh, they just went out. We're here in Evansville, Indiana. They took a plane to go out to the Brian Clay invite in Azusa, California. Mm -hmm. What I try and do is kind of like emphasize, like you said, in as few words as possible, how important it was to go to be out there. Mm -hmm. Like the Ionas, the Utahs, the Utah women, California, UCLA, everybody was there. And I, I that's what I try to do. I just kind of like the way the storytelling is changing. Like you said, you kind of have to put it in this little like ribbon box for sure and just kind of present it to people kind of the, the best way that you possibly can um let's get back to some of your background here a little bit uh like you mentioned and we're going to kind of work backwards here before i get to your playing days mm -hmm. um got to nebraska uh what was your sports information experience like beforehand and then how did it change once you got to nebraska okay 
So, so to answer your question, what was my sports information background beforehand? It was, it was actually none before I got to Nebraska. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess it's not none. It was, it was almost as little as possible. Um, so, so, um, I had gotten to Nebraska as as I tell you what, David. Let's back up even further. Okay. Um, we don't have to talk about my playing days yet, but um, after I had graduated college, I really didn't know what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. and um, and and I I played basketball in college. I, I played at Weber State, and um, I, I didn't have a student you know working experience. Um, I'm kicking myself now that I didn't. It would have you know really you know, set me up a, a lot better than, than I was. And it would have put me on a better path, but, um, that was my path and it is what it is. And I've had to learn. And, right. um, you know, it, it, like we talked about earlier, kind of learn on the fly. Sometimes that's even better. So, um, I didn't have, um, really any experience before I got to Nebraska. I was working, I worked summers for the minor league baseball team in town, the Ogden Raptors. And, um, the summer I graduated college, um, undergrad, um, I, I was helping them out, kind of doing some some broadcasting, and every now and then I'd write a recap or um, you know help score a game or, or whatever. Um, so so that was my very little experience that that we had talked about, um, almost none, um, just for one summer basically for a minor league baseball team after college. So um, I knew I wanted to go to grad school, and this opportunity at Nebraska uh, with a program. It's kind of a long title. It's Master of Arts in Business with a specialization in intercollegiate athletic administration. Wow. That's the whole title. M-A-I-A-A. Um, a little shameless plug for the program right there. Um, and so so I, I kind of reached out on a whim. They had already um, they had already accepted their, their next class for the following year. And um, the application date had closed and everything. But I reached out to the program director and I was like, hey, you know, I see this program. I'm from Omaha originally, uh, still a family out there. And, um, you know, if I apply to this, would you still be accepting applicants for, um, for, for the upcoming school year? Um, I emailed him in like May and obviously the school year starts in August. Right. So, um, so he got back to me and said, yeah, you know, if you do an application, we, you know, we do an interview and it's a fit, you know, we'll still accept you. We had one or two people drop out. So, um, it's, it's, it's not a big deal. So mm-hmm. that just kind of worked out. Um, and I was in a situation where I was kind of like, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Didn't really have a whole lot of experience that I could fall back on. So, um, that was kind of a situation that just kind of worked out for me. And I tell, you know, our student workers that we have here at Wyoming, like that are seniors and they're kind of stressing about what they're going to do. I'm like, Hey, just calm down. Yeah. Things have a funny way of working out. So, um, that's, you know, I guess my, <laughs> my wise sage advice for anybody listening to this, yeah, take, yeah, take a deep breath, yeah. things will work out. Um, but anyways, so, so at Nebraska, I got there and, and reached out to Jeff Grish, who, uh, who's their women's basketball contact, um, in, in, at Nebraska and just kind of said, Hey, like I, I've done a little bit of media relations, like writing and broadcasting. Um, is there any chance that like you guys are looking for a graduate assistant? And, um, he, he emailed back and was like, Hey, you know, send me a resume and, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll, we'll see what we can do. And if, if, you know, it might have to be a, a year unpaid or something like that. And I was like, that's perfect. Like, I'm just, just looking to get my foot in the door anyway. I, I can, I don't have a ton of experience and, you know, I'm going to grad school and I, I need to get this experience. So, um, 
it ended up getting to Nebraska um, in August and um, had a good conversation with with their staff there. And, and that conversation led to um, an actual graduate assistantship for, for two years. And, uh, and, and that's kind of how I got started at Nebraska. And I was, I was literally basically mm-hmm. on this, you know, I, I was, I was a student worker uh, is basically what I was. I had the same experience as our, you know, our students in undergrad there, but um, they gave me a couple of sports and I had never used InDesign before. Um, and I'm sure people are listening that are, you know, kind of laughing at that, like, you know, kid out of college wants to get in the SID profession, never used InDesign, but I had never used InDesign until my first day on the job in Nebraska, opened it up, didn't really have a whole lot of direction as far as like, you know, what to do to create a media guide or notes or anything like that. And just kind of had to figure it out on my own. And so, um, but it was something that I really enjoyed. I found that I really liked using that program and I liked diving into stats and things like that. So, um, it was, it was, it was a really, I, I learned a lot that first year. I got to do a lot helping out with our, our, uh, our football teams and, and helping out at post-practice with, with the media and working at, at uh, football games and helping out with men's basketball and women's basketball and um, doing stats for Big Ten Network or Fox or ESPN. So, so that really opened up my eyes to the profession. And, and that year was, was absolutely invaluable. And, and I learned so much and, um, it, it, Right. It probably wasn't the ideal, I guess, start, but everybody has their path. And, and that was, you know, how I got started. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, no perfect way to do it. And sometimes YouTube is the best teacher. For sure. I, I, I found out. Um, to, talk to me about that spring we are about to graduate. I mean, what was what did it feel like to kind of go into the unknown a little bit? And even with and you kind of mentioned it yourself, you, you didn't really have any experience uh, during your undergrad time, which, which seems to be common and it's worked out for a lot of people. It's obviously worked out for yourself. I, for example, um, we just had a guy that graduated last May with a sport management degree and he's still a server at O'Charlie's. Mm-hmm. And then we also have a girl who was on our women's basketball team graduate last May. And she's like a receptionist at another restaurant with a sport management degree. I mean, what was kind of the anxiety or the stress like? I mean, what were some conversa- hard conversations that you had to have? And what, what are some things that you would tell seniors or maybe graduating grad assistants right now to kind of ease their minds a little bit? For sure. Yeah. So so I actually, I didn't even have like a journalism background. Like I, I majored in business administration and um, and kind of that summer, I, I figured out that I kind of like to write and I, you know, I, I like diving into the stats and, and, and those are, you know, the, the SID path um, and, you know, communications in general um, is, is kind of something that I could see myself doing. But I was kind of worried that I didn't have not only the relevant experience, but I didn't have the relevant degree. And so um, I actually met a, a, another guy that we both know, Kenny Badalak, yeah. um, now at Kentucky Wesleyan. Um, yeah, I know. I, I know you do. <laughs> But, uh, but no, he, he's a great guy. And, and so, so um, I met him at the NCAA Career and Sports Forum, which was kind of a life-changing experience for me. It was um, student-athletes from across the country um, that are brought to Indianapolis, the national office, and um, they basically get a chance to network with not only their peers, but, but people in the, in the college athletics and the pro sports and, um, you know, agencies, third parties outside of outside of the, you know, university or team side. So um, that was a really great experience. And I met Kenny at that um, conference in Indianapolis. And 
he actually, um, I, I believe he also had a degree in business administration or, or marketing or, or something like that. That wasn't really a journalism background. And, and I talked to him. I was like, hey, I, I'm kind of thinking about doing this, but I don't really have the experience or the degree. And he's like, dude, like you don't need the degree. You know, you just get the skills, right. learn. <laughs> and, you know, you pick up so much on the job and, um, you know, don't don't think that just because you don't have a degree in, in one field that means you can't learn it. And so that really stuck with me. And that, that was great advice for, you know, somebody that hadn't, you know, hadn't really done anything in the profession. And um, kind of, I, I guess maybe without that, I don't know if I would have gone after it um, as, as much as I, as I would have. I, I probably would have stuck with something in business and, and, tr and tried to, you know, tried to find a job out of college. But uh, but but the, I, I guess that was kind of um, kind of what led me into it a little bit more um, is it, just kind of kind of hearing it from people in the profession at that conference and, and hearing it from, from people at Weber state um, wh where I was going to school that, you know, if, if this is a, an area you want to go into, you can go into it if you put in the work. Yeah. And I'm just totally kidding. Kenny, I love you. I'm going to miss you. To no, we, we both love him. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we both love him. And, um, oh, I, uh, let me tell you, Owensboro, a lot better than Rensselaer, Indiana. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, let's take that. So, um, yeah, how many coast sides have you been to? I've been to two. Um, okay, was, so we've been yeah. to the same ones. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So, what was kind of your first coast side like, and has your maybe thoughts of involvement with that changed at all? I mean, what what are some things that have you picked up, and what would you say to those who haven't been to a coast side yet, what to expect? Yeah, it, it's been both times have been really great experiences. Um, you know, I, I would. I mean, maybe the first year I went, I probably tried to do a little bit like too much. And, and, and I was like, kind of like, like just absolutely gassed at the end of it, like burnt out. Like, you know, I, I can't sit in another panel. Like, I'm, right. you know, my, my arm hurts from writing. Like I've, you know, kind of, you know, I, I tried to go to literally everything I could and, and I probably wouldn't advise that, you know, it, obviously, you know, you know, highlight the things that you want to do and um, definitely go to the panels you want to go to, but but also take time to get to know people. Um, that's been really good for me. Obviously, David, that, that's where you and I met. So um, just just the conversations that that you can have with people in the industry are a lot of times just as valuable, if not even maybe a little bit more valuable than than the you know what you you know maybe learn in a panel and, and trying to pick it up pick up skills. But um, yeah, definitely, definitely, I've, I've had a good experience both times. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to be able to attend this year in Orlando, but but I did go uh, two, two years ago um, in Orlando and really great setup there um, at, the, at the Marriott, um, a great, you know, tons of conference rooms and, and spots in the lobby to, to hang out with people and, and, uh, and shake hands and, and introduce yourself, build relationships. Guys, just real quick before we get back to today's episode, I want to tell you about our new show sponsor, Presto Sports. Presto Sports and New Blue recently announced a strategic partnership to launch an innovative new sports streaming solution. With a shared vision to support the video demands of college and university SIDs, Presto Sports and New Blue are making it possible for one person to run a full-scale sports production. You can learn more, guys, at prestosports.com slash SIDcast. Now, let's get back to today's conversation. Yeah, for those of you that uh, are, are planning on running the uh, Cosida 5K this year, I also will not be in attendance, so you can't have a podcasting panel with me. I mean, you can, but it's not going to be with me. But um, 
for those of you who will be staying at the hotel, running the 5K, a whole lap around the um, around the hotel, about a mile, just to let everybody know. So uh, look forward to that. And I tell you what, I will plug that Cosida 5K uh, as well. I didn't run it two years ago in, in Orlando, but I did last year in, um, in, uh, in, in D.C. It was a great experience, and, and my buddy Jeremy Rosenthal at Indiana um, you know, does an awesome job um, as well as the, you know, Cosida Goodwill and Wellness Committee of, of putting that on. And, um, and, and, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be even better this year. Jeremy's got, got a lot of great things in the works through the timing and the teams, um, you know, medals and everything like that. Yeah. So, so please participate. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's another great opportunity to meet people. Um, it's, you know, it, it, it's, a, you know, a little bit early in the morning getting oh, up man. for it, but, uh, but it's, it's well worth it. Um, you know, run the quick 5k, grab a breakfast and, uh, and hit hard. Yeah. I, I I'm going to miss the team aspect of it. Cause I, I've, I've like a, a handful of people in mind. I'm like, if I was going, man, I would like group up with these people and then we would dominate It's Cause I'm way too competitive, but <laughs> I yeah, you're right. Kind of is what you're saying. No, I, no, you would definitely, I think you would be okay. I, I would I not know. be, let me. Okay. So I think I was telling Sterling about this. I went to the gym the other day and I wasn't feeling the best in the world. And I was like, I'm just going to run a mile and be the first time I ran a mile for the first time in like months. And I was like, this is no big deal. You know, after I was done with the mile, I was like, hell, I'm just going to do the rest on the rowing machine. <laughs> Cause that's, that's, that's way Still easier. That cardio in, right? That, that's right. And even, um, you ever try rock climbing? That's big cardio too. Yeah, I, I haven't, I haven't been rock climbing since I was a kid. Um, you know, you go to a birthday party or something like that. And then I, I was the person that always never made it to the top. Uh, I always got scared. I'm, I'm not, not very fond of heights. So I have not tried rock climbing. Since. I like it because like you just said, you get scared towards the top. And I know that sounds weird. I know that sounds super weird, but it kind of forces you to trust yourself a little bit. You know True. what I mean? So even if you're taking point. like a hard, difficult course, like a five, eight or a five, nine, if you've been doing it for a while, you still get scared. You st I still get like freaked out sometimes. And there are literally times where the, the rock is like facing me and I have to take a leap of faith, like up and around, you uh -huh. know, and those are the scariest times, but you, but when you do it, I promise you feel so much better, but um, I don't know where <laughs> I was going with this, but um, yeah, kind of waking up for that 5k in Orlando, the one that I did got up, it was 70 degrees. And I was like, Oh, this is no big deal. Um, that's usually about the temperature in Madison around, you know, this time, uh, it was about five 30 in the morning. I looked at humidity and it was a hundred percent humidity. And I was like, hell no. So plan accordingly with hydration. Yeah. That, yeah. Just ahead of that. Definitely yeah, hydrate. Please hydrate because, ah, oh God, I, I'm sure that if I had kept going the correct way on that course, somebody would have caught me because I was not hydrated at all. Um, yeah, let's get back a little bit kind of, I wanted to avoid this un until this point. Um, you were a, like you mentioned, a basketball player at Weber State. Um, kind of describe your experience mm -hmm. a little bit. And did you watch uh, the Trailblazers last night? I did. Yeah, I did. I did catch that game. Um, so, so yeah, I, I played basketball at Weber State from um, 2010 to 2015. Um, so I, over, I overlapped with Damian Lillard for two years. Um, so when I was a redshirt and a redshirt freshman, um, and, and I like to say that, you know, he really took off in the NBA cause he wasn't playing with, um, you know, 
people like me anymore. He's, you know, had LaMarcus Aldridge around him, and now he's got C.J. McCollum. And, you know, he's got actual, like, yeah. <laughs> good basketball players to pass the ball to. So, that, you know, I, 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 but, no, he he's a, he's a great dude, and, and all of his, his success he's had in the NBA is, is because of the work he puts in. And, honestly, like, in my career, like, that's somebody that I really look up to. Obviously, we're doing two very different things now, but but just knowing how hard he worked when he was in college and knowing how hard he still works to this day and, and you know, things like last night are no accident. Um, he practices that shot. <laughs> uh, you know, doesn't matter if it's, you know, 37 feet or whatever it was. He, he has practiced that shot before in that exact situation, and he's done it probably hundreds, maybe if not thousands of times. So um, seeing that the work – and, and the discipline that he has is, is something that it always sticks with you. And, um, you know, I, I kind of try to take that mentality to what I do. And um, obviously this is a profession where you have to put in the hours and um, you have to be disciplined and you have to work hard. And, um, you know, I, I just always kind of try to remember that experience in college um, and, and take that to what I do now. Speaking of kind of things that have transitioned for you, you, you've worked with, I mean, you played with Damian Lillard. Now you work at a place where you have a Josh Allen. Um, it, doing your job, does it change at all how you work with or maybe publicize players like that? Yeah. So, so I, I wish that I had a little bit better of an answer because I was not here last year when kind of right. the Josh Allen, um, hype, hype train was going on. And, uh, but we still use that a lot, you know, the Josh Allen and, 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 um, we, we use that in, in our recruiting and messaging to, to our fans, you know, a lot, a lot of, honestly, if you follow our, our Wyoming Cowboy football account um, at YO underscore football, um, like we still put out a lot of content like about Josh Allen. And it's just because, you know, of how hard he worked and, you know, th that's helped build our brand. We got a lot of media exposure because of that. And it's really helped build our brand. And, um, you know, we definitely want to highlight his accomplishments and all and the accomplishments of all of our, you know, NFL and NBA Cowboys um, and, and you know, other athletes playing at a professional level. That, that, that's kind of something that, that we want to do is is highlight their accomplishments and, and kind of keep a good, uh, you know, good, good relationship with them and connect them with our fans still. So that's definitely something that we do. And that's something that Weber State does. They, they use Damian, uh, you know, a lot in their, their recruiting messaging and um, you know, it, it's, it's a little bit, you know, you kind of have to at, at, you know, kind of smaller level schools when, you know, you, you're a school like, um, you know, even Nebraska has a lot of guys in the pros, but you know, in Alabama or Clemson where you're sending guys to the pros every year, it's hard to kind of single, single one or two guys out. Right. But when you don't have that many people, um, you gotta, you gotta capitalize on it. Do you guys have anybody that could go tomorrow night or maybe over the next couple of days? We, we have a couple of kids that, uh, that we're hoping uh, will be probably, um, you know, maybe a day two, um, you know, uh, around three or um, probably a couple of kids should go on on day three um, in, in the later round. So um, we're definitely uh, definitely ready for for a couple of guys to uh, to get their names called. Yeah. What is it? What is draft day draft prep look like for you? Because obviously you've done your research about it. I mean, uh, what what does this time look like for you and maybe around the office? Yeah, for sure. So um, so so Friday and Saturday, pretty much everybody's going to be by their computer and um, following the draft and um, just being ready to go. Um, you know, luckily, I, I'm probably not the best person to ask this because, like I said, we probably only have two, maybe three guys that could get their names called um, on draft night, but, 
you know, we, we have graphics and motion graphics, data graphics, things like that prepared for, for our guys. And um, our graphics team did a great job, you know, setting them up so that, you know, we can just put in, you know, um, the layer of whatever team they're drafted to right in the pick, right in the, uh, right in the round and we'll be able to send it out. So um, yeah, th- those graphics are all ready to go and, and kind of, uh, you know, some of the things that we're going to be doing in the lead up to it are, are also kind of ready to go as well. And uh, it, it's going to present a little bit of a tricky situation. Uh, our, our spring game is this Saturday. Oh, yeah. um, so, you know, that's kind of when we're expecting to have a couple guys drafted. So um, I'm going to have one eye on the game and one eye on the draft. Um, but, you know, it's it's not unlike what, you know, a lot of people are doing across the country. Just got to just got to figure out a way to make it happen. That's right. Maybe you could uh, announce draft picks over the PA, possibly. Yeah, yeah, that might for sure. That might for be sure. a big thing. So, um, <laughs> yeah, let's move. Let's transition a little bit to some fun questions. I usually like to ask people. Um, the first being uh, your favorite memory, your professional tenure. Okay, favorite memory. Memory. Um, I would say. Um, so one of my sports at Nebraska was wrestling, and. Um, and being it, it was last year, so 2018 NCAA championships at Cleveland. Um, we had a kid named Chad Red Jr., and he was a redshirt freshman. And in the um, in the blood round, which is the round of 12 um, in the consolation bracket, to get to All America status, you have to win that match. Um, Chad Red was facing um, two-time national championship, uh, two-time national champion Dean Heil from Oklahoma State, and uh, and you know. Probably, you know, wasn't, you know, definitely wasn't favoring the match, you know, wasn't looking great, um, get in the match. I think it was, I think it was actually pretty early in the first period, might, might've been the second period, but Chad actually, uh, kind of flipped Dean Heil, um, and, and pinned him and, uh, and just seeing the, you know, look on his face and, you know, he just got into all America status and he did it by pinning the two time NCAA champion, um, was, you know, just being around him and seeing his excitement, you know, when I was kind of filling him after the match and taking pictures and, and stuff like that, seeing him interact with his dad, like that, that was why I, why I got into this business. I wanted to, you know, help, you know, put, put those stories, uh, you know, out there for, for fans to see and, and give student athletes a platform for that. So um, I would say that that's definitely up there. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um Let's see. Another great memory is just working at Nebraska. Like I, I grew up in Nebraska. So that was kind of my, you know, kind of, kind of my dream job is to, is to be working at Memorial stadium and, and, you know, just going to work there every day was just kind of, it was really, really cool for me. So. You know what I'm going to call these next question? These like last few questions I ask everybody now, I'm calling a okay. blood round. Blood never round. heard yeah. of that before. Yeah. Sure. Never heard of that before. Love yep. every second. So yep. what about on the other side of the coin? What's your biggest horror story? Oh gosh. I was, I, I knew you were going to ask me this. I, I, I guess I'm knocking on wood right now. I guess I've been lucky. I, I haven't had anything like too crazy. Um, for anybody that uses snappy TV. Um, and, and I did this this past year. Um, for so so if you use snappy tv obviously you get to pick which account that you're going to tweet you know things out or, or post it out on and um i i tweeted highlights from a um a men's basketball game for an entire half on our women's basketball account um so 
I, I've done that a couple times. There was one game this year, and I think it was a conference game or, or something like that. It, it was, you know, like people should have, you know, noticed or told me that nobody really like said anything. And uh, so, yeah, I, I did an entire half of highlights on our on on the wrong account. So um, if you're using Snappy TV, always double check which, uh, you know, platform or, or account you're sending it out on. So I would say that that was probably my biggest horror story. Um, and like I said, knock on wood, nothing like too, too crazy. Yeah, you got it. I, I can't say that I haven't done that. I've scheduled uh, USI posts on the SID cast page before. So that's been, and I, and again, wouldn't catch it. Yeah. And, you know, because it's tennis or something like that. Nobody tells me. So uh, I completely feel your pain. For sure. Uh, and, and, and we're all human. I mean, everybody's right. going to make mistakes and, you know, just kind of, you know, got to work with what you got. Move on. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, um, in your mind, what traits or characteristics make a good SID? Um, definitely kind of kind of like what I said earlier, work ethic, um, discipline. Um, you know, it, obviously kind of the writing and um, and the social media. And, and, and one, thing that, um, one thing that I heard a long time ago, I, I can't remember who exactly told me this, so I apologize if I'm not crediting the source, but it wasn't me that came up with this, but... To be an SID, you don't necessarily have to be good at too much, but you have to be, or excuse me, you don't have to be great at too much, but you have to be good at everything, right? Mm-hmm. So, so you have to have a little bit of knowledge in, you know, a ton of different things. So um, you have to be a good writer. You have to, you know, have working knowledge of Photoshop, if not, you know, really, you know, in-depth knowledge of Photoshop. Um, you have to know a little bit about video production. You have to know um, social media, you have to know how to work with media, you have to work with student athletes. So, um, you don't necessarily have to be great at anything. I don't think, but you have to be good at everything. Perfect. I like it. Sums it up pretty well. Uh, what's one thing you're interested in to learn more about in this profession? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I think, uh, you know, I, I'm still so kind of new to this business that, that there's a lot of things. Um, but, but I do want to learn, um, a lot more about graphic design. Um, as well as video, those have kind of always been my my two kind of areas that, um, like I said, we're blessed to have a great video staff and we're blessed to have a great graphic design staff. So um, I don't have to create a lot of that content, uh, but but kind of having those skills in, in my bag for the future are kind of something that, that I want to develop a little bit. Um, I've, I've really gotten into photography this year. Um, so I've, I've tried to... Um, you know, whether it's taking pictures at games or at practices or, or things like that, try to, you know, I've learned a lot about angles, and, um, you know, different things about shooting photography that I basically had no experience before. Um, so, so I, I guess, I guess to, to kind of sum it up, probably just, uh, just graphic design and, and, and video production. Perfect. Um, next time someone is in, I'll give you the choice or you could do it all. I don't care. Uh, Laramie, Omaha area, Lincoln area, what's your restaurant or bar recommendation? Okay. So, so in Laramie, I'll start there cause I'm here now. Um, you got to go to altitude steakhouse, um, and have a steak there, um, altitude. So we're at, uh, so 7,220 feet, 7,220, um, is our elevation here. So, um, we, we take a lot of pride in that and, uh, kind of slap it on all of our, uh, all, all of our, um, you know, our football field and our basketball court and um, things like that. So we always, we always try to, you know, remind opponents that they're at 72, 20 feet. Um, so altitude 
um, is, is the, uh, is the place to go. Also, um, the library, they have really good burgers. Um, I don't know how original, um, it is. I'm, I'm sure that, you know, in other college towns across the country, there's probably a place that calls themselves, you know, the library or something like that. But, um, yeah, the library is a good place to go for, for a burger. Awesome. Um, about the altitude, you ever been to Mount Rushmore? Okay. I have not. That's actually on my bucket. All right. I, I know, you know me. I was a runner. I've always been kind of a runner, except lately. Um, completely gassed when I was up by Mount Rushmore. I had to sit down. And I was like 15. Yeah. And I was running like 50, <laughs> 60 miles a week at, at 15. And I just, I just, it just made me feel yeah. like an old man. So I'm really, really afraid to go yeah. out to Wyoming or out to Denver or something like that. And what's it going to do to me like that? That, you know, I, I, yeah, it's, it's so, so where I was at Weber state, which is in, in Utah, um, our elevation was about 4,300 and, um, obviously Denver's the mile high city, 5,280. And yeah, Laramie at 7,220, like my first like two or three yeah. weeks that I was here, like walking from my car to the office, like I'd be out of breath and walking upstairs, I'd be out of breath. And now like, you know, it's, uh, it, it you kind of right. just get used to it. Um, so yeah, definitely workouts are, are tough up here. And, and, uh, I don't know how like teams coming from California or, um, you know, sea level basically, or, you know, how they come up here and play a full game. Like it's beyond me, but, um, teams that can come out of here with a win, like more power to you, like, you know, it's, it's tough to get through a full game up here. <laughs> yeah. I would say so. Like, wasn't there a team a couple of years ago that had to like forfeit a game or something like that because of elevation. I don't remember as some, something's popping up in my head that it probably bothered somebody to the point where they had to not play anymore. But um, if anybody wanted to uh, get in touch with you, have any questions for you, what'd be the best way to do it? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm on Twitter. Um, my last name is Hayek James. Um, so it's H A J E K and then James. Um, and you can also drop me an email, uh, J Hayek. And that's J-H-A-J-E-K at U-Y-O dot E-D-U. James, uh, thank you very much for coming on. Long overdue, I yeah, think. No, I uh, glad you're uh, having a good time out in Wyoming. Um, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you for having me, David, and congratulations again on your new role. Thank you. And guys, there you have it. I appreciate you all listening. Do as the intro says, sign up for our newsletter, sidcast.fireside.fm slash newsletter. It's like three questions. You can do it. I know you can. Give us a rating and a review over on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts this upcoming week. I'm not quite sure yet. I, I've sent out a bu- another batch of emails to people as I'm kind of winding down with my season and my my classwork and everything like that. It's getting a little bit easier to get back to the show. Um, so, yeah, keep uh, updated with that. Follow us on our social channels at Sports Civil Cast. Follow me, if you will. If you could friend me on Facebook, I do not care. But my Twitter handle is at dgibson, G-I-B-S-O-N, digital. All one word. You know that. You know how Twitter works. So I will see you all then. I'll be able to talk, talk to you all in talk, talk to you all 